You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to BGN Radio with Brandon Lee Gowton and Jimmy Kemsky. What's going on? This is BJN Radio, episode number 257. I'm Jimmy Kemsky from phillybooks.com. With me, as always, Brandon Lee Gowton, Bleeding Green Nation. Uh, cloudy day today. Nice and cool. Short practice again. Only an hour and 15 minutes here on day two. Day one was 58 minutes. We were in and out of there pretty quick today. Um, some interviews at, thereafter, Jason Kelsey, etc. How you doing, buddy, on day two? Jimmy, I'm holding in. We have it so rough. The Eagles taking a break, essentially, after their first day on Wednesday, having the walkthrough on Thursday. So no notes, no practice, podcast, none of that. But we're back today for the start of a grueling two-day stretch <laughs> from Friday to Saturday before the Eagles are off again on Sunday. Off the, for the first time for real. No walkthrough or anything. Yeah. Just an actual off day uh, for the team. Uh, but we have some stuff to get into from today's episode. Or in today's episode, I should say. But before we do that all, I have some breaking news for you, Jimmy. Some very special news here on the podcast. What is the discount code that I usually say for Right to Smell in Craft Turkey? BGN15. Well, I have a very exciting development. It's going up. That's right. For (laughs) August. Because Righteous Felon Craft Turkey loves the listeners so much. And Eagle season is almost here, Jimmy, and they're getting excited. Everyone's getting excited. And, you know, what better time to load up on Righteous Felon Craft Turkey, you know, than to have it for the season. So you're snacking away on Sunday as you're watching the games by going to Righteous Felon Craft Turkey and using discount code BGN20. That's right. BGN20 for 20% off your order. You want to go use that discount code. Look, if you've been waiting to pull the trigger, you know, on trying this, now's the time because eventually at some point, probably going to go back down to BGN15. So why not get it now when you can get 20% off instead of 15? That's discount code BGN20 for 20% off. Basically, if you don't, it means you hate Brian Dawkins. That is true. Righteousfelon.com. Because BGN20, you know, it's this number. Right, exactly. All right. So today's practice. Uh, <laughs> I, I read through a, a few other people's practice notes just out of curiosity after I wrote mine. And uh, it was pretty uniform across the board. I mean, the, the defense handled uh, the offense today. It was a down day for sure for Jalen Hurts. Um, would you say it was more that the defense was good or the offense was sloppy and bad? Well, in the world we live in, Jimmy, or can it be both? Many people, <laughs> many people seem to believe that only one thing can be true. But I am of the <laughs> mind that more than one thing can be true, and I think there were some hurts throws that were just bad throws, like inaccurate throws. Um, like looking at 
you know, the defense and just not seeing things clearly, like on the, the one interception he had, that, like when he was picked off by Monte Maddox, don't really know what he was looking at on that play. I think there was another play too where, and I don't know his reads and everything, so mm. I want to give him some level of grace with this, but he ended up checking down to Kenny Gainwell. I mean, A.J. Brown was streaking open down the field. He thought so, A.J. Brown thought he was open. Yeah. A.J. Brown yes, thought A.J. Brown was open is what I mean. Right. He, it wasn't like... Oh, you know, yes, he had a reaction. So it seemed like it was, it wasn't just, you know, a clear out and it was, he was a decoy. Uh, and if he was, you know, it's AJ Brown, why would he only be doing that? But yeah, just not the best day for Hertz. Um, it doesn't mean a ton. It's just one bad day, but you know, you want to see some stacking of the positive days. And I don't, even if you want to argue that he was better in the first practice, it seems like, I think you and I might've been lower than the consensus for what that's worth hmm. on the first practice. He certainly okay. was not good today. And it's not what you want to see. So to answer your question, though, because I didn't answer your question, I think it's a mix of both. Yeah. I think the defense did some good things for sure, but I also don't think it was like the it wasn't like they were the eighty five Bears, as people like to say out there, and they right. were just so great that no one could have stood a chance against them. Were you even alive in nineteen eighty five? I was born in nineteen ninety one, so no. That was the first Super Bowl that I really remember. Uh, I was born in seventy seven. Uh, so I was like eight years old, I guess. I remember that team very well. Like that was Walter Payton, Payton, of course, on offense, Jim McMahon, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, he was up and down. Hertz was up and down day one, day two, definitely down. Um, yeah. I think when you compare it to last year, though, last year he was flat out bad. The first few practices of camp. And then uh, as the summer kind of progressed, so did Jalen Hertz. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I think it's just. Also, just generally speaking, and you've had this conversation before, uh, I, I believe with Mike Quick, where Mike Quick uh, mm. pointed out that, you know, the offense is going to be behind early in camp. And sure. uh, the deep, that's like this is the time of camp where the defense usually has the upper hand because there's less coordination required on the defense's part than there is offensively. Like there's got the timing has to be down. Um you know, everyone, you know, everyone kind of has to be on the same page and whatnot. I mean, they do have continuity in terms of the same coaching staff and the same offensive line, basically the same uh, skill position players. So, you know, they know each other all well, but, you know, they're still kind of ramping up and, and getting back on the same page after being away for so long. So, yeah, that's part of it. Um, certainly you'd prefer that Jalen Hurts came out and was just really good right off the bat. Uh, but that doesn't happen so far. Long way to go in camp, uh, and we're only two practices down. But I think today, for me, uh, if we're on our uh, trademarked uh, stock up, stock down, mm -hmm. stock neutral, uh, you know, daily uh, judgment of, of Jalen Hurts, I think today was a clear stock down day. Yeah, definitely. So still waiting for that full-on stock up day through two days so far, and I'm sure we'll see that at some point. And again, it'd be nice to see those days stacked, not just having one-offs, but to see that consistency and building on that. And it's quite possible, like you said, that we see the best of Hertz later in camp. Mm -hmm. We saw that last year. It's very possible he goes into those joint training camp practices against the Browns and Dolphins and, and turns in a strong performance. So that would be what you would want to see happen, but we will see on that front. I think one of the things to me that stood out about the defense, Jimmy, is Eagles might indeed actually have some linebackers because mm -hmm. some good plays by the linebackers earlier in camp. I gave TJ Edwards my MVP for day one. Uh, Kaiser White had a play today I thought was really impressive. I will tip my hand and play of the day and say that him 
uh, sacking Jalen Hurts. Really? That play play, where, play of yeah. the day, huh? Yeah, I thought it was pretty impressive. Hurts was uh, drifting over to the left, which is not his forte. Mm-hmm. And Kaiser White had the closing speed to get in on him and, and sack him and blow that bad boy up. And it's I was looking back at uh, Johnny Page, who I mentioned a lot here on BGN, his film review on Kaiser White. Mm-hmm. And I was like curious to see if this is something he had mentioned in his film study. And sure enough, it was. He, he the same phrase that closing speed that Kaiser White has like that's something that really stands out on tape with him and you know I'm kind of thinking about it now with between that um and obviously Reddick is kind of a linebacker edge rusher really is what he should be at least shouldn't be dropping into coverage but I'm I'm wondering between him and then Nicobe Dean who has a reputation for being good as rushing the passer mm-hmm. I almost wonder if that's getting underrated you know we think about okay why is the Eagles pass rush going to be better than it was last year? Well, they added Reddick, you know, they added Jordan Davis. You think about the defensive line and mm-hmm. that's where your mind first goes. But I think the impact of these linebackers after we're so used to watching the Eagles years past, you know, especially under Schwartz being, you know, a team that really relies on their front four. I think Dean, I think white, I think these guys are going to have an impact in terms of rushing the passer. So yeah, I definitely like what we've seen from them. Even Davion Taylor today. Yeah. Um, had he, had the a, interception. he had a good day. Yep on a tip ball and then also uh really basically uh could have been a fumble if boston scott got two steps down but probably an incompletion instead where he just popped boston scott right after uh the ball touched scott's hands and broke that up so and that's something positive as well in terms of davion taylor i thought looked really good early on in camp last year and then he got hurt so kind of got uh you know any progress he made was washed away by that but he's starting out strong again and you know, when you look at those three guys, I still don't think we've seen a ton from Nakobe yet. It's early. It's fine. Linebackers take time, as Jim Schwartz would say, to kind of, you know, get adjusted to the defense. It's a tougher transition for them, maybe, than some other positions. Um, but some encouraging things from that position specifically. He's been kind of the forgotten guy this offseason, or maybe um, forgotten guy is the wrong way to put it, but like sort of the dismissed guy by us and other media people, I guess, because, you know, they, they brought in Kaiser White, they drafted Nicobe Dean, they have DJ Edwards coming back. And I think it's pretty clear that he's probably the fourth linebacker at this point, even though he's entering his third year, but he has mostly played either on first or second team uh, mm-hmm. throughout the first, I mean, we're only two days deep here, but um, you look at his season last year and he was starting to play a little bit better. He definitely played better mm-hmm. in year two than he did his, his rookie year. He was a mess. He didn't know what he, he just didn't know what he was doing. Um, year two, he had a better idea of what he was doing. He had that big game against Denver where he had the forced fumble that was returned by Darius Slay for the touchdown. I think he had a, an additional forced fumble in that game, if I recall correctly. Uh, but that was his best game as a pro. And I, was that his la- also his last game last year? Maybe. I don't remember, but he, he was dealing with injuries going back to camp. Like he was yeah. in and out of the lineup. So he, he got hurt somewhere in the middle of the year. I believe it was, uh, I, I believe he didn't play again after that Denver game. I could be wrong. Uh, but he around that time of the season, he was, he was just done uh, for the year. Like they didn't completely shut him down. <laughs> like he just kind of lingered on the injury report, if I recall, or he was on, he was on that short term IR. And then it became mm-hmm. apparent near the end of the year that he wasn't coming off of it. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, he, he's he's a guy that could still potentially make some noise. I guess we'll see. But, yeah, on, on your broader point that the uh, the linebacker position looks like it may actually be okay this year as opposed to previous years where it was an unmitigated disaster at times, mm-hmm. uh, it's good. It's a good sign for the defense for sure. Oh, one other play I'll mention, too, by Davion. Um, there's sure. a play where Hurts 
was scrambling to his left and a guy, a guy just came like a blur across the field and cut off the angle uh, for Hertz down the sideline and uh, Hertz just ducked out of bounds. Uh, but he, he looked, Davion Taylor was very fast uh, and athletic on that play. You do not hate to see it if you're an Eagles fan. Actually, you know, not just off-season idle speculation that the linebackers are finally going to be better, but actually some positive signs across the board, not just by one player. So, of course, the real games will be the real test. But early on, encouraging signs in that regard. I think people will sign up for that for now. Um, What else stood out to you today? So, um, Miles Sanders today was with Hmm. the... Uh, second team offense, that doesn't mean anything at all. Um, just a fact. Uh, we dinged him. Does it mean nothing? It means nothing. It means, no- it they're, means they're nothing. Just, they're they're playing guys at different. They, they're giving. I think they're Are just they giving. Dave Brown the second just team giving, Well, I mean, they're just giving Kenny Gainwell some some reps at the first team in Boston Scott. Because running backs go down. Like these guys have to have experience mm-hmm. with the first team offense. I don't think it's. I don't really think it's a big deal at all. Uh, we certainly dinged but they never Miles did Sanders. that before. They never used to do that. I think they've done that before. I don't think this much. I don't, with Sanders this much for the second I mean, it's just team? one day. That. It's just one day. Sure, but it's it's. I'm not saying he's definitely benched, but I thought it was a little curious. It's a little he's noteworthy. He's not benched. Come on, man. <laughs> I didn't say he's benched. I said I just said I don't think it's me. It means that, but I don't remember this happening before. Commonly. <laughs> It's one day, but it, they didn't used to always do this. Did they do this last year? I don't think it means anything whatsoever. It means nothing. Okay. Then why did they do it? And why did they never do it before? Well, I mean, I, my, are they just changing I'm it up guess, now? My guess is that they just want to get some first team reps for Kenny Ginwell and Boston And why did they want to get first team reps for Kenny Ginwell and Boston Scott now when they like didn't used to do that? Well, Boston Scott has to play at some point every year, it seems, because running backs go down. But isn't it weird that and like, Kenny Gainwell like, is going to be part of the? I mean, he's going to be part of the offense this year. Did Sanders get like any first team though? Isn't it weird like it wasn't a mix and he was just second team? Like, can't you still mix? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Fine, it doesn't mean anything. But it did happen. Like, I noted it. It happened. Oh, I didn't you put say it, it yeah, necessarily yeah. means anything, but like uh, it happened. Yeah, I think I think it means absolutely nothing. Okay, but that but that's just me. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> the point I was going to make was that he looked good today. Uh, I thought he had, you know, some, I thought he looked explosive, uh, sharp cuts, good acceleration. And the one thing I noticed today, which is maybe a little weird, it's like his thighs are like super thick. Have you noticed that by any <laughs> chance? This is my thick no. thigh analysis. Hashtag thick thigh analysis. Um, but I, he's in shape and, uh, I, I thought he looked good. Uh, today we dinged him like like I was about to say, uh, yeah, not yesterday, but on Wednesday for the, you know, he caught the pass, but he like triple caught it, um, which is concerning for his receiving ability or whatever. But as a runner, I I thought he looked, I thought he looked, you know, strong, fast, and agile today. Sure, I agree with that. He was also going up against <laughs> the second team. <laughs> If this was a uh, like a six round rookie that did, that did what he did today, he it would be like the story of the day. I agree with that. But we're used to I'm him. I'm not running an anti Miles so. Sanders. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not an anti Miles Sanders. I don't think I ever really have been. Um, why, do, why do you hate Miles like, Sanders, I, Brandon? Yeah, I think he has <laughs> really good running ability. I'm disappointed. I think it's not about 
think he's a bad player. I don't think anyone should think that. It's just that it's about opportunity cost and maxing out what you have. And I just don't think he's maxed out what he reasonably could be, especially in terms of. Oh, he's a frustrating player, no doubt. Right. That's what I'm trying to say. And a polarizing player at that. Not today. Yeah. Not, he was not frustrating today. Sure. He was, he was looking good as a runner. Um, yeah, that's all I've got. Okay. What's your next point? My next point. I can't wait to crap all over whatever this is. (laughs) You have to get back, (laughs) back at me for it. That's right. Um, that's a good question. I don't know. It's, it was a weird practice in that like there weren't like, I feel like a lot of major sweeping takeaways. I feel like you kind of have to like really. You got to dig a little bit. Yeah. Like AJ Brown, uh, he was a little more active today, I guess. He kind of up and down for AJ Brown, I would say. He dropped a pass, I believe, in he seven did. on seven. Um, so that's not great. And as I mentioned in the first recap podcast, he also kind of he fumbled on the first day. So for a guy who ranked eighth worst in drop rate last year, you kind of want to see him you know, hold yeah. on to the ball a little bit better. And is like a big physical guy too. Um, but he did have a good catch on a post route, I believe from Jalen Hurts. That was probably actually Jalen Hurts best throw of the day. I guess like 30, 25, 30 yards down the field. Um, so that was good to see. Um, I guess someone who's kind of been a little bit quiet, we could say in terms of like just full on dominating the offense has been Devante. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that fair to say? That's fair. It's it's two days. It's not like end of the world, but you know, it's not like he's taken over camp. Like you might see a second year player uh, in any given year, but he's getting a lot of Darius Slay, which, uh, you sure. know, he's, he's got the best cornerback in the, on the team, obviously. And, you know, top 10 ish kind of cornerback in the league, uh, you know, sort of trailing him mostly where he's, wherever he goes. So that affects it. I think, course. Too. Absolutely. Um, think Carson Strong had a good throw today. <laughs> yeah. He's got the best arm on the team by far, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe not by far, but clearly the best arm on the team. Um, yeah, he threw a moon Deep ball throw to down Britain the left sideline. I thought it was on the mark. I, I saw others say that it was off. I, I mean, No, it, I agree with that. It hit him on the hands, right? Covey did not like properly track that slash finish the play. It wasn't like a drop, but he didn't like live up to his end of the bargain is how I would put it. I don't know how like, far that Strong throw gave was, him the chance. but it was high. It had to be at least like 40, 50. Like, uh, I don't, do you remember Jeff Blake? He sort of famously threw these super like high deep balls. Uh, he was number like, 11, right? It looked like one. Yeah, I think that's right. It looked like one of those to me. You know, one thing I wanted to bring mm. up actually was uh, Hassan Reddick. Um, it was dropping a lot in coverage, into coverage today, which... If they're doing that in the games, like <sighs> a, just a total waste of his most of his best skill, um, like what he's best at, and also his most va- like the most valuable thing that he does. So I kind of get dropping him into coverage now because he knows how to rush the passer, so he doesn't necessarily need a lot of work doing that. Yeah, he probably but and you know when they do have him drop into coverage. Um, you're going to want to make sure that he's able to do it and you, you know, mm. you want to make sure he's comfortable doing it. So I can kind of get the idea of doing that a lot now, but if he's dropping in the coverage regularly in real games, like, come on, man, why even, why even sign him to this big contract? What are you doing? And then he the said, also, also it's Jonathan Gannon spoke at his, uh, 
uh, he had his press conference this morning. <laughs> what did he say? Like, why? Like, someone, I don't know. What was the, the question? I know the answer was basically he's good at dropping into coverage. So that's why we would have him do it. Do you know how that question mm. was phrased? I didn't. I didn't hear. It was, I couldn't hear the question. But it, the the answer was like, it was like, uh-oh, people aren't going to like hearing that. <laughs> we have him drop into coverage because he's good at it. And, you know, him dropping into coverage, that's, you know, sometimes means that other players on the defense will, will be freed up to make plays. And, yeah, I, I don't I just can't see any logic behind not sending that guy at the quarterback on, you know, at least 80, 85, even more uh, percent of the snaps that he's on the field. Um, looking at the transcript from Gannon's press conference. I guess uh, Zach Berman asked uh, like in what situations would it be advantageous for him to drop as opposed to going after the quarterback. And Gannon said he's a really good cover guy, so sometimes it's a matchup-driven thing. He knows that when we he would be dropping, like all of our overhang players, there is a reason why we do that. Flexibility within the defense, depending on what the offense does, that's kind of the spacing we want to play, and it helps his teammates win some one-on-one battles. Uh, so that's a process with all those guys we're figuring out right now. Here's my thing, Jimmy. Don't I think, overthink it. <laughs> yeah, fans, coaches alike can kind of fall into this trap of thinking, like, we need to trick people. You know, because it's, 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 I right. get it because it's fun right. when you run a trick play in offense and you do outsmart everyone. It looks good. It looks flashy and fun when you do outsmart everyone. Yeah. But here's the thing. Like, how about just send or do the, the predictable thing, but do it so well that they can't stop you? That's what I care <laughs> yes. about more than tricking people is have the good player, the player who only four more players in the NFL, entire NFL, have more sacks in the past two seasons combined. How about just let that guy keep doing what he's doing in terms of rushing the passer and good things are going to happen in terms of him getting to the quarterback and knocking the ball out because he can win very fast like we've talked about. We don't like how many times a season are you really going to be able to point to like Hassan Reddick dropping into coverage and that was like the reason why this big play happened or we won the game. Like, <laughs> right, how many times right. are you really going to be able to do like 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 one or two maybe yeah, I'll, I'll at ball, most I'll, I feel I'll like ballpark it at zero. <laughs> okay. You put we'll set the over under at 0.5. Yeah. Plays. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. It's... Where, like, he makes a play because he dropped, like, they throw him an interception or something like that. Like, he, they have him drop mm-hmm. into the right spot, like, on a zone dog blitz or something. Uh, or someone very smart, uh, you know, shows in a video how uh, some other player made a big play because right. Hassan Reddick dropped into coverage. Oh, yeah. Quarterback, like, snaps the ball. He looks to throw where Reddick is going to be <laughs> or where he doesn't think Reddick is going to be. And then he panics, and then because Reddick is there, and he holds on to the ball a beat too long, and then maybe Brandon Graham comes up and strip sacks him instead or something like that. Yeah, over-under on that is 0.5. And the over-under on him just sacking the quarterback or making a big play, forcing a fumble, um, hitting a quarterback, and ball you know comes out weird and it's picked off. I'll set that over-under at like, I don't know, eight? (laughs) right so maybe just do the thing that he does really well and also is the way more important thing in football vic fangio the former denver broncos head coach slash the group an eagles fan a dunmore pennsylvania native uh was at practice today as a guest not as a you know like a coach in Mm -hmm. any capacity but wouldn't mind hiring him as an assistant if i'm the eagles and uh 
I think Denard Wilson would be the Eagles defensive coordinator, as we've talked about mm-hmm. before, if something does happen to Gannon in terms of him either getting fired. Promotion or... for him recently, too, by the way. Yes, promoted to Eagles defensive passing game coordinator, which he held that title with the Jets as well before he came to Philly. Mm-hmm. So kind of just, you know, added probably added pay raise, guessing not much changing in responsibility, kind of just more visibility too. Yeah. Um, heightening his uh, status. Yeah, maybe an attaboy like, for a job well done. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. As a DC elsewhere in the league too, if Gannon somehow stays. Um, yeah. So I agree. Hopefully you don't overthink it. Uh, all right, Jimmy. Anything else before we take a break and get to our segments for today? Yeah, uh, I had one more. What was it? You better figure it out. Hmm. Well, oh, you Andre, Andre Sacheray, real okay. quick. Had a pick sure. of, uh, I think that was Minshew, right? Um, yep. And I think we all assume that Anthony Harris and Marcus Epps are going to start and Jaquas Guitar is going to make the team. So mm-hmm. to me, they're not going to keep more than four safeties, I wouldn't think, because it's not a position of strength. So why would you keep a bunch of guys that mm-hmm. like are just aren't that great? Um, so it's, for me, it's between Sachere and uh, Kayvon Wallace for that fourth safety, safety spot. We noted yesterday, Kayvon Wallace had a, had a rough day. Uh, Sachere had, had a nice pick today. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, advantage so far, Andre Sachere. Yeah. And Sachere has been like unquestionably a better special teams player mm-hmm. as well. And again, has the versatility to play backup nickel, like has done that. And also, I think believe, believe has experience playing on the outside. Limited experience. He can, he, I think he can almost play basically any. He has experience at all secondary spots. So yeah, to me, it would be easy to keep him. And he's not like super old, if I'm not mistaken. No, right? he's, he's, he's not he's like relatively young. Yeah, he's like 26 or so. It's not like he's like you know 30 and Kevon Wallace has more upside because he's younger. No, it's like the, it's it's not a it's it's a negligible difference. I would say in terms of just keep the better player. Um, and that's not Kevon Wallace so far. Jimmy, why don't we take a break here? He's but not 26 before... to answer your question, just to be clear. Yeah, I thought so. Somewhere around there. I want to give a quick shout out to our photographer for today, meaning our, meaning BGN's, uh, one Holden Blanco, who took pictures for us. We're going to have you know like photo gallery and some stuff and some BGN pictures. Uh, so that was really cool of Holden to come. Paul's dad, as you know, Risk It All Paul, the Instagram famous dog. Uh, so shout out to Holden. You got to meet him today, Jimmy. Uh, he's a big listener of the pod, so I'm sure he appreciates this shout out. And we appreciate his work. So if you see any good nice pictures guy. on BGN, today too. yes, uh, look out for his stuff. Does really good work. Quick plug for Holden. And then a quick plug for Righteous Felon Craft Jerky, Jimmy, which you could get by going to RighteousFelon.com and using discount code BGN20. 20% off. Why not do it now? Now is literally the best time, the biggest discount you can possibly get. BGN20 at RighteousFelon.com for 20% off the best meat snacks in the universe as voted on by God himself. Um, so uh, there you go, Jimmy. Back after this. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. 
so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Back here on BGN Radio, where, Jimmy, before we start our awards, you know, the MVP, LVP, all that good stuff, I have to announce that they are brought to you by one Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors and RoachRealtors.com. How do you get in contact with Kristen Roach? Her number is 856-906-9295, or you can go to roachrealers.com. Again, 856-906-9295 if you are looking to buy or sell your home. Some would say Kristen Roach is the MVP, but and she is. But for today's training camp MVPs, because... I mean, usually we start with the Hertz stock report, but we both agree down, right? I mean, there's no everyone agrees down. I don't think anyone who watched today's practice said he looked. Yeah, he didn't have a good, good. day. Yeah, it's a stock down for today. MVP has to be a guy that I've been waiting the whole pod to talk about. Didn't want to spoil it. I knew. You, I was guy? wondering why you didn't mention him yet. <laughs> <laughs> my guy, Mac McKean. He basically the defensive version of my Jason Huntley. You know, I said it in our podcast right before training camp that I thought Kerry Vincent Jr. would look better, but I'm a Mac McCain guy. That's my guy. And for a guy who has shown uh, chops on special teams as he did last year, I believe he actually earned praise from Nick Sirianni at one point for that. I think especially in the Week 18 finale after that game, if I'm not mistaken, made some plays on defense today. The first one where he had good closing speed in coverage in on Jalen Rager on a pass over the middle of the field. Knocked that bad boy up, picked off by Davion Taylor. And then I saw him have another pass breakup, I believe, uh, on an out route later in practice. Um, so 
you know, he just makes plays to me. Mac McCain three <laughs> getting the MVP for me today. He had a good he had a good day. He's my MVP too. And uh, wow, double up as a veteran podcaster. I didn't mention him because I knew you were going to, and then you passed on him, and, I, and then I realized, oh, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna name him as MVP. <laughs> but yeah, he had a, he had a great day. Um, it's kind of uh, an underrated fun thing to watch throughout training camp. We know that Darius Slay. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Bradbury, Vontae Maddox are the top three. But then, as the, you know, we've mentioned so many times on the podcast that these you know half dozen or so, actually even more than that now, uh, young cornerbacks that have been added to the roster over the last year. It'll be fun to see if you know one or two of those guys can emerge uh, during training camp this year. And, and Mac McCain had a big day today, so yeah, I'm with you. He's the MVP, um, mainly because I mean, not mainly because you know, mainly because he had a good day, but uh, also because he's probably not going to win another one. So. Uh, good, good to get him one now early in camp. I think the top three are solidified in terms of Slay, Bradbury, Maddox, like you said. Yeah, and then I think McPherson probably pretty clearly the four yeah. as well, the top guy off the bench on the outside, and then after that, fifth, six spots at cornerback up for grabs. I would say Kerry Vincent Jr. and Mac McCain are the two leading candidates for those spots right now. You don't, I don't think Tay Allen? No, I mean, I haven't seen anything from him, really. I haven't seen anything from Josiah Scott. I think that all those got like a Josh Blackwell or Mario Goodrich, although Goodrich had a pass breakup today, but Josh Job, like all those guys, I think are a step behind Kerry Vincent. And yeah, those McCain. guys are barely getting any reps at this point. Yeah, they'll, they'll get more as, as we get into camp a little further. Yes, but I think it's right now between Vincent Jr. and Mac McCain, or possibly they just keep both. But I think those are the two guys to kind of who have emerged early on and are the ones to feel good about. Um, not maybe the most exciting thing because, like you said, they're, they're deep down the depth chart. But you know, Slay is getting older. Bradbury is here on a one-year deal, so you know, like they're, they, you have to have an eye on the future. And it's conceivable that if one of these guys can kind of emerge, but maybe not in a big role right now, but could be a future starter down the line. So worth paying attention to still. Uh, my LVP is Jalen Hurts because <laughs> I mean I think he. Uh, who else would you really give it yeah. to? It's, yeah, he didn't. Ha- I mean, it's, it wasn't so much. A, it was a horrible day for him, really. Like I've seen starting quarterbacks have worse days than Jalen Hurts had today, for I sure. Agree. Like not. I, I mean, so I, I'm with you. Like I don't know who else you would pick. You can maybe make an argument for Jalen Rager because he had a lot of passes come his way that either ended I mean, up. If you want to do that, that's fair. <laughs> if you if you if, like that, that either ended up in the hands of a defensive player or on the ground. I don't know yeah. if he had any. Did he have any catches at all? Today. I don't remember him having any catches. I only remember bad things happening whenever. You know he was what? I am going to. Gonna, I'm going to. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go Jalen Rager because I. I, I don't. I, I'm think, glad. Yeah. It's not. It's it's harsh to give Hurts a double LVP. Yeah, because it wasn't really. It wasn't that bad of a day, and I don't think that. I agree. Properly represents the kind of day that he had. Like it was a bad day, but not horrible. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll take uh, Jalen Rager for my for my <laughs> LVP today. <laughs> Who could have guessed that only two days in the training camp, Jalen Rager would have. Only one LVP. Um, yeah, it's weird. Rager's really been an afterthought in this training camp, and understandably so because he's not in the starting lineup anymore, and the Eagles aren't like you know really banking on him being anything. Yeah, like the way they were at this time last year, uh, which you would think would help him maybe out a little bit. And like you said, he was solid on day one in the red zone, but as soon as he opened up the field today, I mean, just was not again anytime. The ball was thrown his way. Something not good was happening, and I think that is not mere coincidence. Do you think they'll trade him? Do you think they'll be able? First of all, do you think they'll be able to trade him? And then, do you think it'll actually happen? 
I just don't understand how you keep him as wide receiver five. Like you're not getting value out of that spot. See, he's the, not helping you in special teams. The problem is somebody like, you might not find anyone that wants to take him at his at his salary. You can't trade like you know him and a seventh for a six. He might like, have negative value. That. Okay, then why not trade <laughs> him for? I don't. There has to be something. You have to do something because the cap savings I feel like would be worth it. When you trade him, no, wait, when you no, when you trade him, you get uh like it's like thirteen K, I believe. So it's barely anything, but you're not taking the loss that you would if you cut him. So at least it would kind of minimize some of the damage there. Well, yeah, I mean it's a huge it's a huge cap hit. <laughs> like they can't afford it. You know? Right. It's all guaranteed salary. So if you dump them, that guaranteed salary goes to somebody else. Or if you dump them yes. in a trade, but like I they can't cut him, I don't think. He's just going to kind of sit on the roster if they can't trade him. Maybe he has to be part of like a bigger trade. Like, you know, you're making, like you just kind of, he's a throw in basically. Yeah. And it doesn't, like someone's and it, like, okay. And it looks like the team that, that acqu- it's acquiring <laughs> him is getting him like, uh, like, the, the, like it looks like it's value to them, but when really it's right, it's value to the Eagles to get rid of them. Yeah. I think it's going to have to be maybe something like that. All right. So, I can see that. <laughs> I just it just doesn't make sense to keep him on the team. It doesn't to me. I know the money, but like it just doesn't make sense. If you're trying to field the best football team, he's not one of the best fifty three, right? I mean he's definitely not one of the best fifty three right now. All right. Uh play of the day. I already tipped my hand here. I have the Kaiser White blowing up yep. uh, a play for a sack. I just thought the, the closing speed specifically was very impressive to me. It's not the first time I've ever seen a linebacker. You know, fly into the backfield like that or blow up a screen or something. I've seen that, you know, decent amount. DJ Edwards just did it in the first practice. But for him to Hurts didn't even get the ball off. You know, a lot of times quarterback, I feel like gets the ball off, especially because he knows he can't be hit. Like yeah. Hertz was dead to rights. He couldn't even get the ball off because Kaiser White closed on him that fast. So that's my play of the day. What about you? Mine's the Avante Maddox interception. Sure. Um again, we met we mentioned it was a bad throw, ill advised throw, whatever whatever you want to call it. It was all of the above. But Avante Maddox made a great play on that too. Like he went way up and yeah. uh and 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 caught and I mean he high pointed that thing. I think it was in like in my notes I said I, I wasn't even totally sure who that was intended for. It, it in Dallas Goddard's uh post practice press conference he said that was for him because mm-hmm. he was remarking on how good of a play that you know his good buddy uh, Avante yeah. made. Um but yeah that that was a that that was a very athletic uh, interception by, by Avante Maddox on that play. I agree. And I did think it was Goddard, if anyone, but it wasn't sure. It was not very yeah. clear. A lot of bodies in the area. <laughs> there was a, a lot, lot of, of defenders there. <laughs> All right, Jimmy. Any other final thoughts before we sign off today? Uh no, I'm gonna I'm gonna spare mine for tomorrow, I believe. Okay. So again, the Eagles practice tomorrow, recording this on Friday afternoon oh, i'm sorry i do have, sorry i do have one quick final thought wow sorry we no uh, it's too late you can't say I, it <laughs> i did uh an interview with uh with uh jeff mclean on the uh, mm-hmm. on the sideline this morning while they were stretching and whatnot um it's a it's good <laughs> like listen to it it's uh i think it's i think it's a funny episode jeff probably says uh a little more than he mm. should have uh i said i definitely said more than i probably should have uh but it's like 25 minutes long it's uh it's a it's a good episode for sure. Go check that out too. Some really punchy stuff happening on the <laughs> Jimmy interview series for BGN Radio. And uh 
had some technical difficulties in terms of sending the files to Rachel, our wonderful editor here at BGN Radio. So that podcast did not go up during practice. Like, you know, we're targeting most of those episodes mm-hmm. too. Um, it's dropping. It actually dropped as the time of we're recording this podcast at 4 12 right now it it's is been up for about Coast. an hour i think yeah so in case like you missed that because this one's about to drop close to that too that's a good another good highlight by you just to, or shout out by you to just you know make sure you don't miss that one and check that out uh and check out our practice notes at bleedingyournation.com and phillywoist.com we do the podcast but it's not like we're just reading the notes too there's i think there's more nuance and, and maybe different details that we might not mention in our notes that we will hear mm-hmm. or vice versa so there's value in listening to both it's not like we're literally just you know reading the notes on the podcast so we appreciate you riding with us rocking with us especially it's a friday evening the eagles are practicing we lose sense of all days in training camp time doesn't become real anymore um but they will practice again on saturday morning at 10 a.m we'll have coverage of that for you on saturday evening and as i said they'll be off on sunday so that's what's coming up i always like to look ahead here nick sirianni will be talking on saturday morning so we'll hear from him again for the second time in training camp um Check out Righteous Felon Craft Jerky discount code BGN20 for 20% off your order at RighteousFelon.com. Check out Kristen Roach of RoachRealtors.com by calling or texting this phone number if you want to buy, sell, or rent a house. 856-906-9295. Rate, review, subscribe to BGN, all that good stuff. Check out the SB Nation NFL show. Follow me on Twitter at Brandon Gowton and Instagram at Brandon Gowton. On Twitter, you can find Jimmy at, at Jimmy Kemsky at BGN underscore radio for the Twitter account at bleeding green for the BGN Twitter account at bleeding green Insta for the bleeding green nation Instagram account. A lot of handles and things to plug here on BGN. because we've got so much going on and it's all great. And you should check it out because it's the best and you're the best for being here with us. Am I right about that, Jimmy? Absolutely. All right, there we go. So let's wrap this up and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Goodbye everybody. P-G-N. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the phone? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.